Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again for another fantastic episode of Stories Around Azeroth. As always, I am Pete Titans Creed Neverco, joined by the most beloved gnome this side of the Eastern Kingdoms, one Mr. Frasley Tastic. And it is once again an uh, honour and a privilege to be joined by one Des Mephisto this week. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for having me. Not a problem. Have you had an enjoyable week in Warcraft? Of course, that twenty or twenty percent, hundred percent XP buff has been incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, goodness. I'm like Blizzard. If I could pay twenty five dollars a month just to have that till Shadowlands, could, could I no, do it? No, we've already told you've told me off about giving Blizzard monetary ideas. No, I, the, I, <laughs> the monetary idea I want is just more account space. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, what what I, I, gives the 100% XP buff if I can't level any more characters? Level anymore. Yeah, that's it, isn't it. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Fresley, how are you this week? I, I've been good. Um, with, with that XP boost, I now have a Mechanome at 120. Yep. Nice. And uh, I got the Heritage Armor. And did, did I tell you, Pete? And if not, I just want to rub it in again. Did I tell you what dropped during Time Walking? Oh, uh, yeah. You may as well tell it for the people who don't know. During Time Walking, I was just going by, and all of a sudden I'm like, what's this? Mount? It's the infinite time. I'm like, what is that? What is that? And, and, and like, chat's just, like, firing off, like, going, like, what, what, what? I'm like, I'm processing what this is. I did not realize that there was a mount that drops in Time Walking. <laughs> I would say I'm surprised, but you're the guy who thought Ashes of Alar dropped from Alar and not actually Kael'thas, so... Yeah, it's just a drop from Alar. Jesus. I mean, it um, makes sense, right? Yeah, exactly. That's his argument, but then, you know, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to find out if every time he's gone into Ice Crown for Invincible, he's been doing it on 10 mana, not 25. And, and a normal... Did <laughs> you know Ice Crown always sets you to... to, to, to... Uh, normal when you go in there you have to even if you're set heroic before you walk into ice crown it always does for me i go in i, I set heroic under difficulty i walk in and it's just been to normal that depends on the last instance you've been to uh if you go to an older instance where it doesn't have a heroic difficulty it will lower your settings okay that's the way the game kind of works so uh i hope i've been going on 25 on ice crown well who knows <laughs> I just had a thought that that might be the thing that you've been doing. Oh, and... no. Oh, no. <laughs> because uh, I've been going back and I've been doing a lot of pet hunting recently because Ooh. I'm on... It's weird because I'm on the long boy grind, but I'm yeah. on the long boy grind with the leveling grind because it's it's very hard to get 100% buff all the time and have the need to do it. And I'm like, <sighs> gasp. It's 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 weird. I I have I can't believe people are actually doing the long boy grind. I mean, five million gold right now is around six hundred dollars US, like six hundred BattleNet money that you could be using to buy a game. I I don't know how you guys do it. So I I worked out in um in British money if you wanted to buy because the the price of a WoW token is just shy of two hundred grand um in game gold. Not sure what it is for NA. I could probably look that information up on WoWhead right now. But the, if you were to buy the pri, the or WoW token just to get 5 million gold, it would cost you about 6 grand is what I worked out. You'd have to buy 6 grand worth of WoW tokens in order to make 5, uh, five million to buy a long boy. That's mental to me. 
Yeah. I regret buying my spider mount and Legion. Like I could really use that two million gold right now. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's weird that that spider mount will still be there, but the long boy won't. But that's what happens when you put an auction house on a mount, I guess. Um, well, and I still think the I like the theory that maybe we're gonna get like some type of like shadow shadowy death thing that like maybe the long boy every every expansion is gonna get its own auction house mount. No. No, they won't do that. The the only reason we got the yak is uh, because people liked the mammoth so much in Wrath. That's the only reason that the yak was brought in. Because, okay, um, which I bought tokens for. What I'm hoping the next gold sink mount is is actually a guild ship that Ooh. has um it has tact not tactile where it counts as an object, but only at high distances. So people can actually land on your ship and interact, kind of like a garrison almost. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's it's one of the it's one of the options that people have been discussing. That if we can't have player housing, give us guild housing, a bit like uh, Guild Wars and um, oh my goodness, a couple of other MMOs do it. Um, a Final Fantasy fourteen and uh, Guild Wars, they're the two big ones. But um, I- I've also been leveling the, the Valpira, and the Valpira uh, one is at, is at 60, so I love that boost again. I went from 27 to 60 in one week. Well, but, as, as someone who does stream a lot of leveling, it must help you. Yes, oh, uh, 100%, because then when I, when I messed up, it go the wrong way. And I noticed something with the Valpira. So Leah Wilde has been telling me about like how like it has the base camp, and the base camp's great for, for herb gathering. Well, the base camp kind of sets up a little place. I could see what if we get player housing that's more portable because it sets a camp up that's that you see on your instance and only you see it and it has a rested area. Yeah, but I would like something when it comes to guilt, uh, to player housing that's something like I can set up in Stormwind and I have like an area that used to be like the park type area. So it's a little area that swells up and I can put plots down and I can make it like my garrison where I can choose to show off my mounts or my pets, you know? Yeah. Just, like if I want to, I could just make everything just one big pet stable and just have all 1000 plus pets out there. That would yeah, be so cool. I like, I mean, so as you guys can tell, I love Warlords of Draenor. And I mean, like what we're seeing right now with Animal Crossing, sometimes you just want to vibe. Yeah, you just you just want to be there and kind of enjoy. And I feel like we've moved away from that. And it's always go, 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 go. It's hard to kind of just enjoy the world. I'd say that's that's right. Uh, It's it's odd because it it kind of it's definitely a way that the game has changed in the way that it is, Um, because we're always looking at the moment. I'm trying to fight a way to find a reason to be in game at the moment and my mind flickers between obviously leveling which i want to do for the next month or try and make money because if i want a long boy grind there's so much money i have to make per month you know or per yeah. week even like i think if i want it i need to make two hundred thousand a week if to get it before september that's well, if we get it then i've been hearing that that once once the longbow is away, Blizzard's going to put in a little thing on the menu bar that says, "Hey, whenever you need a longbow, you just call up and then and then like it and then it'll teleport you from wherever you are and pay you gold from me while you're while you're there." You know what? What worries me the most is that we're going to see the longbow go on to the black market auction house and it's going to sell for less than five million gold. No, that, that the long the longbow will be there for gold cap every time it's there. 
every time it will be there for gold cap. The, the biggest problem I have when it comes to making money is that it's the one time you actually have to use your professions. Like, it, it's, it's, it's there for your professions. Now, the only way that I can see that's a viable way to make money in the game is because the only thing for people who don't want to level right now is to... It's for potions, it's for flasks, it's for consumables, for mythic plus, and for those people that are still raiding. So, okay, I'll take my herbalism character, I'll go through Nazjatar, yeah? I'm not a man that's luxurious enough to ha be able to pay to multibox 10 accounts and have 10 druids. But I was under the impression that the change that they made to nodes was so that they were there for a fixed time. But it turns out, when one character and his 10 multiboxing druids flies by on a dead server, one druid per actual realm and they can all go together and just in one big party turns out that um they can eat an entire node with just one flyby and then that leaves nothing for anybody else so it's not a time that it's still amount taken oh yeah it was one of the best and worst things that blizzard has done and i mean this happens to them a lot like it's constantly a double-edged sword they go ahead and make it so that everyone has a chance to get a node which is super important especially in a big world know people feel like they have some resources but now multi-boxers go ahead and benefit from it all and everyone else is again suffering it's it's really if it was just a time thing and then uh, a player was just restricted from having the node that'd be fine i mean the only way you can penal like i'm not against penalizing multi-boxers people they're, they're paying their own money to do the way that they want to play the game i've got nothing against that I'm against the fact that the way they're playing the game penalizes other players. Yeah. Um, and the only way I could reasonably see that coming is to have like an I I want to say like an IP lock, but then basically you're you're attuning the node to the account so that one account can eat a node, and that would just but that stops multiboxing in general because that one account has that unless they set it up to different email addresses. Yeah, because I mean. I mean Multiple can be under one battle net. So what if what if like each battle net's restricted to how much that way multiple battle net accounts could 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 go there? Because I I don't know how how devious multiboxers get if they use multiple battle nets. I mean, well, I there used to there used to be a point way back when where multiboxers used to go into battlegrounds and one shot people. Frasley, that's that's right. how that's what multiboxers used to do. Wow. Yeah, you used to be able to um, have follow commands in Battlegrounds, and so Blizzard shut that down, I think, in Warlords, because uh, it was happening really badly with Ashran. That was it, the multi-boxes were controlling Ashran. I remember seeing it in once in... it was I think it was Alterac Valley I saw it in, like way back in the day when you could when there was the mod that you could use for different parties and that to actually queue up using the mod. And you just had... Um, just groups of ranged mages mostly and they just all cast fire blast on, one, on the same keybind and then you just saw this one character go from max health to dead because they'd all just had like 10 fireballs hit them at once almost like a mafia <laughs> yeah kind of the mage mafia exactly but yes um mr frazzy you've been doing leveling a lot of it from the sound of it this week yeah uh between dungeons and everything else and you've as you said you got your mechanome up but now you've moved over to the Horde and you're getting your Volpira up. Yes. How's that been? Working it, back on the Horde again. It's been good. It's it's weird being on a new server. Uh, I'm over on uh, Wormrest Accord. So I don't have any of uh, the gold that I can bring up from my tunes on Boulderfist. So I may is actually this, have to... 
So this is isn't the same realm that you're leveling your other horde characters on. No, because I, I was part of a guild there that I think that guild's still running. I'm not trying to like name shame any guilds, but I think the one that that where Into is is is. I'll have to talk with the Cap on that because Cap might have better clue on that. But yeah, no, I I, I went I went for this one on Wormrest because I've got a friend who runs a guild on Wormrest, and that's also where like, Tosh Mifuni is of Half a Report. So oh and, right, yeah, and and so is uh um oh <laughs> Captain Swin dot dot dot. I think I said too much. <laughs> I've said too much. He doesn't want people to know he's got horde characters. You see, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's not he's not like the rest of us, you know who try to level one of every race one of every class and everything else cap or just uh uh fraz and just want to level for fun he's not like that he's there you go um yeah but you you're enjoying that still yeah and 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 i like leveling it's why i like irons oh right iron man yeah because because with that i i like the act of leveling up and it's it's relaxing because when you get to end game, it's a lot more stressful. I was doing time walkings on Mechanum getting up there, and that was actually really stressful because even in dungeons, I know there's scaling, but you have to be on top of your game. It was nice when I'm leveling on dungeons on this one. You just kind of go in. You, if you know the, if you know the dungeon or you know the mechanics, you can. When you're leveling, you you do it casually because you don't use heirlooms or anything else, do you? I do use heirlooms, uh, but um, to a point, I still need to maybe buy a token or two to upgrade the final. I don't, I don't have oh, the gotcha. final ranks of heirlooms, but I what think I will buy a, a token for this one. See, I, I got to a point where, like, when heirlooms came out, I was like, I must have every heirloom, and then you know they decided to make it so heirlooms dropped off Garrosh Hellscream, and I never had all the characters at the appropriate level to get all the different weapons. So I have, I think I've got the two-handed axe and maybe the staff i can't remember because i got really unlucky with the actual drops when it came to that but yeah no now i just have one armor set of each at 120 (laughs) then the rest are just they're there because they homogenized a lot of the stats since they uh since heirlooms became a thing mr mephisto the leveler himself yes how what have you been up to this week sir uh, so as you guys know, or as I said earlier about how I really would like to pay money for more account space, I've more or less ran out of account space on North America. So I've started doing some World of Warriors on EU. All right. And nice. that's, that's been interesting. Um, really friendly over there. I like the fact that when I'm playing, it's nighttime there. So fewer players, which makes leveling easier too. Uh, it's been a lot of joy. Um, I recently did a speed run. It took us 11 hours and 36 minutes to go from 20 to 120. Wow. That's with the 100% buff. Yes, that's with the 100% buff. My fastest time prior to it was around 18 hours. So about a seven hour shaving off of that. That's insane. That's absolutely crazy. Um, So what is it that's uh, driven you to warriors specifically is it because they're more versatile or well so my third level 60 in vanilla was a warrior and there was something about how at the time every race could be a warrior and i mean when when you're impressionable and you're young 
the idea that no matter what you look like, no matter what you are, that you can take on this cause was something that kind of sat with me. And I really enjoyed the class. Um, I originally always thought I was a warlock, right? Because you would have this like, you know, you would bring in kind of melee and caster, but warlock didn't really have that kind of theme. And wow. So I fell in love with warrior. And over the years, it's just, Blizzard's really been on to something with how they've handled leveling. Leveling over the years has always been a very rewarding experience in Classic, and many people talk about how the leveling and the experience and the immersion that comes from it. And as Fraz was saying, in-game can get really repetitive. It can get stressful. Leveling stays the same. You can find a lot of variation in the content, but it, I'm kind of getting off topic but yes warriors i forgot what my point was no 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 but. it's it's fine i mean it, it's a good it's a good point that you make because there is a lot of variation we talked about this slightly last week because this was uh just a conversation point before uh 100 was brought in and we were talking about the different ways you can level between questing between dungeons between pet battles between pvp there's like loads of different ways and uh your your i'm gonna call it a speed run time is that just through questing or do you mix in dungeons or that's just through questing i've i did a lot of dungeons for eu recently and it's still terrible um really it, it is i so i think it was in 7.35 is when we got the changes that modified the amount of health that mobs had in dungeons as well as reduce the amount of xp that you got from them which was a change made to help new players i think there is a post on the front page of our wow right now talking about how they go into dungeons at max level and everyone's killing everything and it's caring and how miserable it feels for them. And I think that's part of the reason why dungeons are so painful now, as far as like a leveling tool, because it felt bad before because I would be able to pull the entire dungeon as a warrior at like level 25. I could literally run through everything, pull everything and AOE it down as a new player. That's, that's not, fun like you don't know what's going on you don't get experience anything yeah i guess i mean i i, I do have to agree because i i think i was doing dungeons when frasley was streaming i think this week when i jumped over to my gnome warrior and i because i don't mind uh, i don't mind tanking um when i'm leveling um i actually find it's relatively stress relieving compared to trying to learn how to tank a newer dungeon because I haven't. I want to do tanking on an alt in Mythic Plus and everything else, just to see how it is in current content. But I, I think I've I did a base Mythic Zero once. I think this expansion, and then we've got come and had all the alt buffs come in. So it's about turning around and deciding what you want to do. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just I got. But yeah, to to the point. Like, um, I was in Hellfire Ramparts. I love the dungeon. I think it's one of the best in introductionary introductionary dungeons in TBC. And the people would just wanted me to pull more than I was comfortable than doing, and they just kept on pushing to pull more, and they started pulling them themselves. I managed it. The healer mode was able to keep me alive, and I was. But it's like, if I'm gonna tank, I kind of want to do it at my own pace, and I kind of feel. I, f I kind of feel that's what your point is getting at, is that it's it kind of pushes too much away from that. Yeah, uh, it, it makes it difficult for players, again, because as you're saying, you're getting encouraged to pull more, you're encouraged to pull more. And that's one of the reasons why we don't see a lot of tanks, especially in in-game content. Anytime you get a new tank, they're like, pull, 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 pull. 
and it creates this dissonance where new players have really a hard time trying to learn and enjoy the game. Yeah, but um, uh, you've obviously over forty-four. I presume you've got every race at what uh, race at one twenty. Yes. Is there any that you prefer playing more than the other just because of racials or anything like that? Uh, my my two favorite for speed leveling are Zandalari and Dark Iron. Both have incredible racials for moving very quickly. I'm excited to see what I can pull off with Volpera uh, next week, around April 6th to the 10th, because we're going to have Dark Moonfair buff. And I really want to see what we can do with their camp racial and trying to min-max XP and try to keep up everything going. It should be... I, I'm super excited to see what we can pull off with that. And in your speed leveling routes, have you found a specific questing route which is better than others? Like, is there a specific zones that you try to follow? Uh, so, originally, Red Ridge, for like Alliance, Red Ridge, Duskwood, STV, Western Plaguelands... Um, Really, really good zones, especially now with the 100% XP buff, because we can minimize travel time even more. However, because I've given away all this information for free, it's a highly active zone now. Right. And it makes it harder to pull this off. So I've I've had to readapt routes. The 11 hour, 36 minute run was with Darkshore. And just trying to figure out how to connect things. It's It's... It's been interesting. It's constantly evolving. I'm excited for Shadowlands just because how I approach routes is going to have to completely change now. And that that's just... Ah, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, when it comes to routes and everything else, it's it's definitely going to be a thing. Uh, I think everybody in this uh, this call right now is looking forward to Shadowlands. Yes. When we, when we can all get our greasy mitts and paws on it to between having a look at the new starting zone to um to finding out where is going to be best to level to having a look at covenants and everything else and i don't know it's 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 definitely going to be fun um is there anything in terms of the leveling structure from shadowlands that you're looking forward to everything <laughs> um so one of the things that I've always felt that was really a disconnect as we've gone over the years with mounts is they don't really have a lot of fluidity. So having normal riding, epic riding, normal flying, epic flying, it feels really disconnecting. And especially since the time is you know going to be drastically reduced. I think this with the 100% XP, this will probably be our new leveling speed. Approximately, we might actually get it just a bit lower from changes and zones. But I mean, imagine having to go back to get something every hour. Well, that's what you play classic for, isn't it? Right, like, right. To go and backwards it, and forwards. So, um, but even in classic, you you're not going back technically every hour. You could be out for like two ish, three ish. It, it just it kind of takes you out of the immersion. Because yeah, like, if that, yeah, I'd agree with that a little bit. But I mean, it's it's kind of why I got so far in classic and then was like i just noped out because I, was, I did it all in vanilla anyway and i was just like classic will be a fun romp did it on launch reminded why i wasn't going to do this again and then like i could probably go and level now it'll be fine because of it's all the starting zones and all that are going to be chilled out and everything else but they well, were so bad they were so so they bad. were very bad this and 
And Pete, do you want to go back to Burning Crusade? Because you saw that Wildhead article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it until you pointed it out, to be fair. Um, my my news nose has been a little bit off. So, obviously, there was... Um, so somebody got hold of a poll, basically, asking how people felt about moving over to Classic TBC if it was a thing. Got asked not to share it. It hit the WoW subreddit, about three different posts, and then WoW had posted it, and the news is generally out there, and people are reporting on it now. And I don't know. Again, it's, it goes back to a topic we talked about like months ago, Fraz. Like, do we want people? Do we want them to do Classic TBC or do we want them to do Classic Plus? And yeah, they've decided Classic TBC because they don't have to make anything new. They just have to deal with the servers to, you know, do the thing. And that that's that's up to them. That's that's um, that's that in a nutshell, really, isn't it? Like that's Blizzard wanting to do that sort of content. So it's fine. I won't go back. I don't think I don't think classic's gonna be in my bag. Like TBC was fun. TBC was the first time I got into Raiden. I've got a lot of memories of that. But boy, when I choose a leveling path, do I skip out on doing TBC because yeah. it's it's really bad to level in TBC areas. I it am so going in bad. I'm going to TBC uh on my Volpira now that I'm 60, only for Loremaster. That's why. I I, I got like the, the, the bad zones like Tirakar and Netherstorm done. I just got some of the smaller ones to do. I'm really hoping uh, that they revisit these zones and adjust some of the questing things. Because some of these quests, like the items, you have to use it like 20 times and it's a 30 second cooldown. It's maddening. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to to see like what the telemetry is of if people, now that people don't have to choose between going to... to Cataclysm vanilla zones, then to Northrend or, or, or Burning Crusade, to see which zones people skip to the most. And I, mean, I think, oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, this goes back to the whole new player issue too that we were facing, where you know we have new people joining and it's a complete mess. You know, we we go from Cataclysm vanilla to BC to Northrend, and it's it's all over the place. New players have no idea what's going on, so having this unified leveling system should be really good for everyone. I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree, hundred percent. And I, I think wanna, I BFA is no. Go ahead, Frasley. Go ahead. BFA is some of the best content I've seen questing wise. I, I I know the story is weird, but the experience of going through it, I think, is really good because it's it's a new story. I see why they picked BFA over Legion for for new players. Right. I, I mean, on that point, I'd argue that the leveling has been really good since Warlords in terms of how they've done questing structure and everything else. I think Legion was the best one that they've done because you could pick any starting zone. It definitely freed people out where they wanted to go. We're going to see a big bottlenecking of people going back into Shadowlands because it is going to be a fixed linear leveling path. So yeah. that's going to be different. Um and seeing those bottlenecks on day one again, I'm not going to have seen those since I've, Wrath, because Cataclysm wasn't... Well, no, Cataclysm was pretty horrible in Vashir. Cataclysm was very in, bad in Vashir. The bottleneck in Wad was terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, for a horde, the day that it released, um, there is an issue with the... There's this. There was this object you had to click, and everyone was right on top of it, so you couldn't click it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was... I, I think they did it well in 
Legion because you had a lot of there was a lot of pre-questing in Legion to get to Dalaran and then the biggest thing was moving Dalaran yeah. and, then you, and then you had a lot of freedom because the artifacts were all self-sharded and then you basically chose the zone you wanted to go to so you had no real problem except for getting the the, the pop-up to do your quest in Dalaran which obviously came out over several minutes but you know, once you moved moved Dalaran, you were free to do whatever you wanted, which was I thought was brilliant because you were we weren't bottlenecked that badly. Um, in terms of classic, I think the reason a lot of people wanted classic is because you got to remember that we had a, a, a cataclysm, we had a pre cataclysm world for six years, and then we had a po we've had a post cataclysm world longer than we've had a vanilla world in game, and there have been people who wanted to go back and see that sort of world and then there are people who have been new to the game since cataclysm which is over 10 ne 10 years nearly over 10 years at this point of a cataclysm world which never saw what vanilla leveling was like so the draw was there classic tbc tbc leveling is still there there's not a lot they've trimmed out you know you can you the only things that you're going to miss are going to be what the 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 pre-expansion event which will still happen on classic stuff anyway if they do that we're gonna have to see that if they're gonna do that with the gates of encourage if they're gonna still keep that on classic and if they do that then they'll probably do the pre-tbc event on classic servers for the the dark pool opener which will be cool you yeah. know a lot of people haven't done that you know no, i but, i saw the, the beta for it but i never got to see the event yeah. but you gotta remember like the the pre-nax ramus event if you were playing before wrath it's the same event like there, there were very little changes, and even then, they nerfed the pre-wrap event because of griefing. Yeah, you know. So I mean, there, there's a lot there that's going to be fun, but when it comes to TBC, what I'm trying to say is that content already exists. There's not a lot of change that's going to be from having a classic TBC server, other than you're going to have the XP levels that you needed then to level through, which were huge. It, it was miserable. It was, I, it was horrible. And um, then, of course, they're going to get the lovely experience of what it's like to farm 5,000 gold for flying. Oh. 5,000? Oh, that is right. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still 5,000 gold now, Frasley. The difference yeah. being is that 5,000 gold back in TBC was a lot harder to make than it is now. Nowadays, it's it's like a you could have a hole in your wallet and 5,000 gold will drop out. You make uh, it, it, you literally make five thousand gold going from one to one twenty just from questing. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to talk about Shadowlands leveling as it comes to it because obviously until we actually see it, and your opinion on this will, would probably be good, Mephisto. Is like a lot of people are going. It's only going to be one to sixty. It's going to require one to sixty numbers. But then I've looked at it and I've gone, if they they're literally just gonna squish the levels and expect you to do the same amount of content they'll just get they're just going to tune the xp numbers i fully imagine that the same experience that we need from 1 to 120 is going to exist for 1 to 60 and they're going to make it feel like a classic chore and it's spread out because they want you to do an entire continent's worth and um, we even even when uh, a new continent's out you don't do the entire continent and be done by the time you get to 120 what do you feel like what do you think i mean what do you think is going to be the best and what do you feel like they're going to go with when it comes to Shadowlands? So, the, I, I did a lot of looking at that, and judging from what they were saying at BlizzCon and how they want to approach everything, where new players go through Exile Island, then they go to Battle for Azeroth. 
I, I really think we're going to probably see around a 14-hour leveling time for new players. Approximately, I'm imagining Exile Island is going to be about a two-hour interaction for 1 to 10. Yeah. I say that based on things like with the Worgen starting zone, the Goblin starting zone, the DK starting zones. Generally about an hour and a half to two-hour experiences. And then we're going to go ahead and go into Battle for Azeroth. There's about 12 hours of content there. And I really think that that's going to be the approach. And then we're likely going to see the same leveling scheme that we've had with 50 to 60, where it's approximately 10 hours. We've seen this in WAD, we've seen it in Legion, we've seen it in Battle for Azeroth. They want about an hour per level. Hmm. So all in all, the leveling experience is going to be better. So I'm inclined to agree that we're basically going to see our current leveling time right now, where they have this 100% XP modifier, and we have the same XP amounts that we're going to be going for. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I could be wrong, and I mean, I, we'll, I mean, I guess we'll see once Shadowlands is out, and we, yes. we see actually see how it's going to be to level between one and sixty. I, I'm just dreading because obviously every Blizzard want sixty to be the hard cap because sixty is obviously good, is a better number. It's not yeah. as daunting to level to sixty. Um to a newer player but it's I, I i fear that people are underestimating what they'll do to the xp cap because i i just feel like i've seen it before i mean i've been really so as soon as i heard a level squish i was really against it because the worst leveling experience right now is 1 to 20 when you don't have a lot of abilities you don't have the ability to choose your specialization you you don't really have any spec identity and if we're scaling everything out to make leveling feel more rewarding so you get abilities, I feel like it's going to make leveling less fun. I feel the big problem lies in the fact that if we kept 1 to 120 and they brought in all the Shadowlands changes that they're saying, like choosing your zone, they'll scale the entire zone over everything, and they actually had better rewards between 100 to 120 other than uh, the artifact system and uh, the Heart of Azeroth stuff as incremental rewarding system as you level, I think it, the game would be fine in terms of a leveling structure because you have a definitive. and But there's so many broken systems in place as you level right now because they're trying to keep everything as it is. So you've got, you've got you, you have Cataclysm leveling, You've then got your TBC slash mists, uh, TBC slash wrath. Then you've got the cataclysm zones or mists. Then you've got WAD. Then you've got Legion. And then you've got BFA. Bear in mind that you've then also got all the broken dungeon queues all mixed out into everything else. Whereas they could literally, they've got the scaling system and they could have just put the scaling system into all of the dungeons and just put it all in one queue which they'll probably end up doing if people are going to be stuck between different paths. I imagine they'll do that, have the scaling for all of it, but keep it in different queue things. You queue for a different expansions, dungeons, instead of having it all in one big queue, which is essentially time walking for everything is what I, is what I want them to do. But you've got so all those broken systems. Then you've got normal leveling where you receive stuff up to 60 and then every like 10 levels or so. I don't, don't think you get anything... Spellbook wise from 60 to 70 except for any talents maybe and i think that's only at 60 and then 75 
But then it's it, there's just so many broken things in between that, and I don't think just straight straight squishing the level is the answer to fixing it when there could be so many other things that they could do in the game to fix that. They've just it's it's a it's a metaphor that a lot of people use a lot of time, and it's taking a hammer to to squash a nail. You know, when they could literally screw that nail in and the make the smaller... No, with a screwdriver. You... <laughs> You've just leveled a mechanome. You should know what these things are. I know. I, I know. I just, I just had to try to grind your gears with a pun. You know what really grinds my gears? Um, yeah, they, they, they just... They take the most drastic approach to things rather than just take smaller approaches to things and fix things in a in a more throughput manner you know and that right there is one of the things that has me scared and why i'm excited for shadowlands to make sure that they actually took the time to address this stuff because to really address leveling i the way that everything needs it for these expansion systems and everything it would require around like 40 percent of the resources that would normally go to an expansion i mean that's a made-up number but if you think about all the work that goes into making an expansion go live and then putting that into readdressing the systems, it's a lot of work. Uh, one good example is in WAD, we had a really cool catch-up mechanic, or not a catch-up, a crafted mechanic, where we could create these epic items that were max level, but your alts could use them at level 91. They were, they were epic heirlooms, basically. Yeah. They're useless now. Because of how they do the um, stat squish. It, it, the amount of power they give is not worth the amount that it costs to make them. And how are we going to see that with, say, the Azerite system or the uh, Legion Legendary system? We, we constantly see Blizzard trying to fix a problem and creating more problems along the way. And just, I mean, a uh, good example. I, I did a whole series of posts on Azerite and Heirlooms. That Azerite armor actually levels you faster than wearing all heirlooms. Yeah. So you have to heirloom swap as a result. It's, it's, it's I get it a lot because a lot of people look at their heirlooms and go, but if I trade out my heirlooms for my Azerite, Azerite gives me the stat bonus, but I lose my experience bonus. And I mean, you're only looking at what? Three pieces, which is a 30% buff, which isn't much in the grand scheme of things, especially with the 100% buff as well take into effect it but. turned out the azurite gear was eight minutes faster than wearing all heirlooms it's because the stat the way the way that works with questing france is the stats are going to give you higher to push through mobs faster that makes now, sense that's Plus, eight minutes that's eight minutes over the course of 110 to 120 isn't yeah. it yeah so like, a lot of time when i did the math this was back when it took about five and a half hours to go from 110 to 120 um but yeah, things like resounding protection, uh, Azerite traits, and of course the huge amount of stamina and strength, they're they're drastic. I, I lost five minutes on my 11 hour, 36 minute run because I didn't equip my Azerite chest. I was wearing an heirloom chest the entire time. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Just the way the game makes you feel. It's, I, I, don't, really... I, don't, I don't know how it's... it's blizzard tate looks at things in a very weird light and we've definitely seen that in the in the recent weeks and i'm not sure if the current world goings on are having something to do with the way that they're looking at things and they know people are going to be at their machine for more 
And that's why we've got the XP buff. That's why we're getting next week with reset. We're getting the the le- legacy in Legion loot with which Frasley knows. How many weeks have I asked them to do this? Oh, a long time. And- a long time. Yeah, you know, ever since I can go back and farm it, I, I want my transmog. Plus, it's Legion loot sells pretty decently in Ooh. terms of just trash farming. So it's it it goes more towards the um. You're talking to a huge transmog addict, by the way. I I am only missing seven shoulders in the entire game for plate, and they're all wow. in Battle for Azeroth. That's not bad. Are they the alliance shoulders, or do you have those? Uh, I I have those shoulders. I'm specifically I need the like um, mythic Uldair, mythic Bod, uh, the like one percent drop off um, from Eternal Palance. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of weird stuff. Um... But yeah, like uh, the big news this week is obviously, as I just mentioned it offhand, there is Legacy Loot coming to Legion raids, which is amazing. Uh, the amount of times that I've been going into Legion stuff just to go mount farming anyway, and I walk out with maybe gold off a boss because my luck is just trash for drops as it is, and it's 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 going to be massive. If let alone for transmog farming, is oh, it's going to be huge. Especially at this point of the expansion, they're literally putting stuff in early so that we've got stuff to do. Because I think Blizzard know that with everything that's going on, the there's going to be a longer wait. And yeah, and because I, uh, I I think that they don't want us to be a drought of warlords, but they also don't want us to be a rush of BFA. I think they're trying to find that a good balance. I'd rather them do stuff like this than we get another Halion raid. Yeah. Because Halion was tacked on, it was done the same week it released, it wasn't tuned properly and everything else. It was fun. The boss itself was fun, and I remember getting cut to pieces when I was down in the shadow around the Halion. Um, but, you know, for what it was, it just it wasn't worth the time to just go out, because everybody was still... There were still people that were trying to do Heroic Lich King when Halion came out, and they hadn't killed it yet. It blistered. Micro-holidays. You, you could release a bunch of, like, micro-patches... Micro holidays. One of the things that like so I like a lot of these changes, but I don't think there's enough meat there to oh, keep no, people not feeling like this is a drought. And one of the things that I've always been curious about is the pre-expansion events have always been one month. And I kind of wonder if it would ever help to like start them out three months out and slowly yeah. wrap them up. So a little bit here kind of just give people something to want to log in for or something extra to do if they were already doing something. And I mean, like if they come at the last month, they can still do everything. But in the meantime, like say uh, the leveling system change and, uh, um, and Shadowlands, if they introduce parts of that, as we continue on throughout it, like we test the system. Okay. The systems work. We can bring it in. I mean, I don't think that'll be exactly easy though, because I'm no developer. So we know that the the, the pre-expansion event is going to be a mixture. Uh, it's going to be a, a spin on the Wrath event. And I, I think it's going to be a mixture of the Wrath event. And I think it's going to be a mixture of that and Legion. Where we'll start with small undead pop-ups over the world. Which ramp up over the course of the availability of that pre-expansion event. And we'll obviously have to go uh, ward it off, and there'll be something with Bolvar to do and everything else. I like it. I like the fact that it would ramp up, because it's what the Legion one did. It started off with one every few hours, and then as we got closer to 
um, launch, there was like they were up nearly all the time. Like when one finished, the next one would be up. And I like it. I think the, the, the biggest problem is when you stick it in so early, yet it allows people to log in and they're not rushed to actually get the content done. But then for those people who are long boy farming, if you suddenly turn around and go 9.0 is going to be in three months beforehand, so you've got all this big lead up, they then lose that extra chance that they've got to do. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think like that kind of stuff. I, I assume... I assume Longboy is going to be available until the day the expansion launches, like with how mounts. Did they no, specifically uh, say as soon they as point? They specifically said when 9.0 <laughs> is put into the game because it comes with the leveling change and the whole the level squish and everything because it's the big systems. Then it will be moved into the black market auction house. That sucks because I yeah. know with um, the raid mounts bosses, changed the to 1%. That drop, that there are still allowed to drop until it actually releases. That sucks. Yeah. Oof. But because I am with you on, on like the, the pre-patch events. I for Legion, I was doing it over the weekend. I was over at my my sister's house. In fact, I was doing BFA over the weekend. I mean, they drop at a time that's actually not conducive for gaming. Well, that was the argument with the 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 Legion invasion uh, invasions that happened during Legion, yeah. and the same argument came up during when they did the faction assaults because they're on a rotating time schedule and they'll sometimes be up during periods when the majority of the player base will be asleep yeah. or, you know, most of the time they'll be there when you're working. It's, it's, it happens. It's, it's the things that happen when you've got an MMO and a divisive world. I mean, there are people, in, you, as I said last week, sometimes you've got to look at things from a game dev point of view rather than a personal point of view. And true. And then, why would the, uh, the, why would the, horde attack when we're all awake exactly. they would attack when we're asleep i mean sure that's not a game yeah, i mean point of view, also for like but... people in australia who you know are awake when we're asleep yeah yeah um it, it's the same with the pre-launch event and i look at it from a game dev point of view and as i mentioned i think it was either last week or the week before one of the big game dev criteria these days is especially in a world where triple a gaming is essentially one game which goes over many years the game dev criteria is how long can we keep players playing the game and doing something and having a shorter window for a pre-launch event for people to log in and do that event whether it's on a main character it's an alt character whatever to get you know get them up to gear and everything else that's that'll be the criteria and that's why there's smaller things because it also makes it feel more exclusive i can see that you know l like like whenever i did the pocket post better mike people people are like what is that? I got it during the well, you, event. You've got to, you've got to remember that the the BFA, well, no, not BFA, the the Legion pre-launch event, you all had the Never crystals to go farm, and you could get exclusive gear. Like, yeah, there there were war glaives for demon hunters that you could only get then. There was weapons that you could buy from them, and everything else, which were just exclusive to that model, stuff like that. Like um, TBC's one had the 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 tabard which you could get, which they brought back for Wrath, which you could get, which was only available then. Um, the Wrath the Wrath pre-launch event had stuff specific to it. Um, they were recolors, if I recall correctly. They were recolors, yeah, but it, it, kind of a relaunch. It was, a, it was a slightly different tabard, but the Feet of Strength still existed. Like, if you had the original tabard from the, the Nax Ramus pre-opening, and when they did the pre-Wrath, you immediately got the Feet of Strength. 
because you had the original Tabard. But um, it's, it's just crazy stuff. Like, there's always been something unique for it. Even if people refuse to go, oh, this is lazy thing, they, they've still... The content that's still there is best. Remember how people said Legion Invasions being on a timer and just hitting the same zones was lazy, but then people all realised that it was the best way that you could level a character. And Blizzard went, oh, people really like this shit. Let's make sure that we have it as a staple going forward in some, some way or another. And uh, it's... I don't know. It is weird. I really like the Legion pre-invasion, not even because of the XP, but because it made the world feel under attacked. Yeah. And yes. Absolutely. that's one of the things that I think is more on the criminal side. Well, I, I say I use criminal loosely. Um, Blizzard doesn't utilize a lot of their old zones for current content. Preach it. And I, I, I definitely like the world felt like it was at stake kind of with the Legion invasions and you saw everyone flooding into these old zones and it felt so immersive. Yeah. And, and like, just like to see like, like the, the, the things there. I mean, I, I remember being in Cairn, I was thinking like, wow, I used to level a dwarf and gnome through here. And now, now like, this is my home. I want to protect. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And I remember everybody saying that exact same sentiment. And I remember raid groups descending upon, the Legion invasions and everything else. And then I'd like you to point you towards the Reddit when 8.3 launched and people went, why are we back in the veil? Why are we back in all This is lazy. Why didn't they give us new zones? And I was thinking that exact same thing as I was saying this. And I agree. I don't know. Like for that invasion, I feel like it was immersive when I think 8.3, I think it's boring. And I'm not sure if it's specifically because it's just average content if we're constantly going to the exact same zones or what it is. But yeah, I have that same sentiment and I don't quite understand why. I think... Uh, well, I wouldn't say lazy though. I think the the biggest thing, and it's definitely been noticeable with uh, since Legion with the artifact system, is the continuation to make the daily life in the game be busy work. Now, obviously, this is for people at who do end game chores rather than as Frasley does, as I've said many times, this is a diverse show for the people who play at different levels who like to get a character to end game. They'll do the odd thing, but then they'll go and level another character or they'll go mount or pet farming. But the, the amount of busy work that's required at end game, if you want to stay relevant, like I, when a patch drops, I like to do everything as much as possible to make sure that my character's ready for when the raid opens. Mm -hmm. And when the raid opens, I want to make sure that I'm, I've am i done my part to make sure I'm as geared as physically possible, which is a lot of stuff. Yes. Like, I think on a, on, a, on a patch day, I'll be logged in for 8 to 12 hours, maybe more, just making sure I've done everything just on the new content. But then a lot of other people do that, and those are the people that will... And I'll, I'll use my mobile games as an example. Because mobile games will get... Uh, a big update or something they'll get a campaign or something and it will drop everything and everybody will rush those and they'll go and they'll they'll spend their currency and they'll refresh the stamina to get the, the get all the new content done but then those will be the people that two three days later will go but there's nothing to do because they've rushed all the content they can physically do now if 8.3 launched with the essence account-wide essences i say in quotation marks because of the work you got to do on alts to actually earn those which is not a bad thing i like the way they've implemented that do the current content 
get rewarded without having to go back and do prior content. Good idea. Well implemented. Not well implemented. Implemented the best way they could do without thinking about it far enough in advance. But if it launched with that, if it had launched with um, Legion Legacy loot, if it had launched with everything that they've patched in in the, in the last two to three weeks, 8.3 would have been heralded as an expansion savior. And we'll be two expansions down the line and we'll come back and we'll look at this and we'll be like, BFA wasn't that bad. People will say, you, there are already people, do you remember, there are people that have turned around and they called Cataclysm the worst expansion ever. And now there are people that say Cataclysm are the best expansion ever. There are people that say Warlords was the worst expansion ever. There are people that look back on Warlords fondly. It happens every every two expansions we get ahead. People will turn around and go, it's the worst expansion to the best expansion. And it happens. I, and think, I think part of that also, though, is um, one of the biggest issues with Blizzard is every single new expansion completely revamps how they're approaching the game. So we have people like myself who feel Warlords was the best expansion ever released because of how they approached in-game content. You logged in, you did it, and you could do whatever you want. You could just vibe out in your garrison. There are people who loved Legion because of the artifact system, because of legendaries, because they felt like they had activities to do. So everyone who's saying this or is actually talking about their experiences because it connected with them in some way. I, I think some people are going to like Battle for Azeroth because they like that busy work. I think people are going to like BFA because they've... Uh, it, uh, the, the right words I'm looking for here. People look back at, back at expansion as how it was when it ended. They don't look at it they don't look at how the expansion was from beginning to end. Legion, I think, at the beginning of the expansion was pretty fucking terrible, bar from the leveling and the raiding. I thought the the artifact system was legitimate garbage. I hated it because of the amount of busy work you had to put into world quests. I hated world quests because they were intrinsically tied to the artifact system because of how to go around and do all that content. And I hated the fact that legendaries dropped as randomly as they did because I didn't get a fucking legendary until two months into the fucking game. You know? But if you look back at the end of Legion, people love it because you could gear up a character super fast because of the way that the Argus BOA system dropped uh, loot. The Because of the way that they ramped up artifact power so you could literally get straight to Concordance the minute you stepped into BFA. or Well, once you got to max level, that first thing that drops, immediately you're, you're fully capped on artifact power and you're just pushing into Concordance. You know, it was quite easy at the end of Legion to step into stuff and you did content and you were rewarded with stuff to be able to buy legendaries and the RNG system was taken away. And people look look at Legion at the end of it rather than the beginning. And the beginning of that expansion was legitimate dog shit. I, I still remember how shitty I felt when another warrior on my server got two legendaries in the same day. Yeah. And, I mean, my first legendary, I think... It, it was one of the useless ones. I think like Pridos. Like, I was just like, what am I going to do with this? Like, I don't feel any excitement having got this. Uh, it, it, but this is, this is what I'm saying. Like, we play BFA. Two, months, uh, two expansions down the line where BFA is nothing but a leveling system in a lot of people's eyes. A lot of people will look at it and they'll go, well, at the end of that expansion, you know, I had the ability if I wanted to go do essences, I could play alts and I could earn them. 
doing various chores because my main's already got stuff. You know, um, I can earn BFA kind of like level gear and everything else. And all right, the AP system isn't going to be as wildly first. And you're not going to have a massive heart of Azeroth except by questing. It depends how far Artifact Notch is going to scale you down. But you're going to get pretty far if you want to do any content. It will be a drop in the ocean and people won't level through it. I think there are better expansions to level through. And unless unless BFA, because it's going to be the mainstay, especially through Shadowlands, has its XP levels boosted, nobody's going to touch BFA for leveling. I get it. But people will look back, back at it fondly more than when they were playing it. And it's the same as it's been for every other expansion. People hate... Expa people, the people who are around for an expansion the most and are in every day and do a lot of the stuff and then feel like they're forced to continue to play don't like the systems in a given expansion but they'll look back fondly on it i remember how everybody said miss was garbage because pandas before it came out when it came out and after it came out i love miss because of the way the rating was it's got a lot of fond memories for me as i've mentioned many times before i think the leveling isn't horrible it's not brilliant but it's not bad you know there are unique stories to go which you really can't get anywhere else it's very serene compared to a lot of places but people look back at Miss fondly because of the way that classes were back then, how the PvP was back then. You know, this again, some people didn't like the story, but they liked the raiding. It was varied. You know, you had your Mogu, you had uh, the Thunder King, which everybody loves. And you had Orgrimmar, which then led into Orcs and Wallers, which people hated. But, you know, a lot of people remember things at the end of it rather than how it was when they played through it. I loved, so I got to experience Mop uh, through Warlords. And one of the big, like, I really regret having not gotten to fully play in Mop because of how they told the story. Like, how stories were tied to reputation. So you got on honored, you unlocked the story, the world kind of changed around you, you'd get revered and the world starts to change more and you learn more. I love that investment. And I, I've always wanted to see more content like that because you worked towards the story. I always felt like the way they drip fed the story through Miss was by far the best way they've ever done a patch cycle. We had the main raid every six months and every three months in between we had a small point something patch. Like uh, So we had the main story at the beginning and then in 5.1 we had the offensive in the the beach area i forget the name eludes me right now but you had that and then 5.2 you had um the thunder king and then 5.3 you had something else which eludes me right now but then 5.4 ended on orgrimmar a 5.3 brought in all the 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 the, the stuff building up to orgrimmar with the where you were doing the content outside orgrimmar and fighting uh, like building up the resistance with uh, Vol'jin and uh, Chen and everything else. And then 5.4 was Orgrimmar. There was content in every, like, story content available in every minor patch. And they left their big, even patches for the raids. And the way they told it was brilliant. You know, it's... But yeah. Uh, we are actually gone way over our time. Well, way over. We're close to the end of it. Um, before we get into social and everything else, uh, Mephisto, you are doing something this week the next week i believe yes i'm doing things all april uh all april Ooh. yes uh because april is autism awareness month um we also like to call it autism awareness and acceptance april it's a really good way to learn about autism especially since so many people in the gaming community 
often have um are are often on the spectrum should i go into the schedule absolutely yeah absolutely yeah okay. So we're we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we're starting off April first with the Mage Speed Run. I was hesitant to do a event on April first, but a warrior leveling a mage is probably the biggest joke I could think of. Yeah, so I, I think it's very on theme, and it should be a fun and engaging experience. We have a Perky Pug carry for Nazoth with Cyronic. Um, very awesome people that's happening at 5 p.m pst april 3rd you just need to be a max level horde character and have your cloak we're doing an all warrior raid april 4th at 1 p.m we have 19 warriors signed up so far uh we might have a few guest people as well not fully sure yet but it should be a really exciting time we're doing another All Warrior Raid for Eternal Palace in Nihilotha, April, uh, April 11th. We're having a Max Level Warrior Brawl, April 12th. That's going to involve multiple gladiators. We're going for a 40v40 warrior only. We're having a Wild Trivia lit. Night with the red shirt guy, Ian Bates. Yep. He's going to be reading off questions. He has about 40 written. All of them are incredible. I've read them. It's... It's going to be great. We're going to, this is going to be happening on Wormrest Accord. So you and Volpera will be able to join Raz. Yay! Um, we are going to have a special guest as well with Thunk the Peon from Twitter. It's going to be super, super hype. Um, hoping for it to be a nice little mixture of RP and non-RP for everyone to really feel involved. We're doing a 20 to 60 dungeon leveling international. So we're going to be trying to level through dungeons as fast as possible. Hopefully we'll have four teams of five and can kind of cast between them and have a little race. Uh, winners getting a special rank in our speed leveling discord. And then lastly, I'm still waiting on approval, but we're going to attempt a Guinness World Record April 23rd for longest time playing World of Warcraft officially. I think, nice. there's a, I think there's an unofficial time of like 140 hours by some ridiculous person back during MOP. But about a week, yeah. uh, the official current world record is about 32 hours. So we'll be aiming for 35 in accordance with what Guinness World Record sets. Fair enough. That's huge. Uh, if they want to catch uh, any of this, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on twitch.tv slash Mephisto. I'm also on Twitter, and I also post a ton on Reddit. Uh, we actually have a sticky thread currently on Reddit about the charity and everything that's going on. You could also, sorry, you could also check out our Tiltify campaign, which is just Wow Asan Two. I'll have all of the links in the uh, when we get around to actually posting this uh, on Wednesday of this week, guys, uh, which will be now if you're listening to the podcast or watching the vidcast. But yeah, you'll be able to find all the stuff below. As always, guys, uh, all of our Twitter stuff has been above our heads uh, throughout the entirety of the show. Mr. Frasley, where can they find you around the internet if they don't know who you are? Uh, you can find me on Twitter posting puns and stuff at FrasleyTastic. Find me every week on Frazzlecast at gnomepodcast.com where I talk with different people in our community. And you can find me every day doing something strange and out, out, of, out of this world on Twitch at gnome.live. 
ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on my main account on Twitter at Titans Creed. You can find if you just want to know when stuff's going live on YouTube or Twitch, you can find it at Gaming Phoenix. Uh, otherwise, you can join us live for casts like this with fantastic guests like Mr. Mephisto. And uh, as always, you can join me and Mr. Frasley every Sunday uh, at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. I do do some random streams during the week when I don't feel like death incarnate. Otherwise, you can find uh, the podcast in all your normal good podcast catchers. And you can find this in video form as well as other bits and pieces on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Thank you very much to our guest this week, Death Mephisto. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Glad you enjoyed. Uh, everybody, if you're with us, make sure you go and join some of his uh, charity streams. I'm going to try and make sure I'm around there and everything else um, when I can. Time time permitting, of course. Big EU slash US. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us live or if you've caught us uh, in the forms of the podcast or the VOD. And until next time, as Mr. Frasley always likes to say, I'm going to die. I mean, be awesome. <laughs>